Hey, Fab here. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening again. Uh, before we jump into this week's episode, I uh, I wanted to know. I don't know if you've heard, uh, but uh, Paul and I are launching something super fun, super amazing, super useful for you. Um, we are launching an exclusive sales and marketing community, um, and best of all, it's free. Uh, and you don't need to download any apps or log into any platforms. All you need to do is send us a text message at 438-601-1595. That's it. Just send us a text message and you'll be able to chat with us directly. Uh, we'll probably, we, we have a ton of really fun ideas like sharing some exclusive content uh, and things like that to that community as well. So if you're looking to dive a little deeper in sales and marketing you even get your specific individual questions answered by one of us. Uh, this is the place to do it. Um, doesn't get better than that. Free sales and marketing advice uh, and exclusive content. So once again, just text us at 438-601-1595. Thanks for that and enjoy the show. Paul, Tom, uh, how's it going? Good, you? Good. Um, so we teased last week whether you're whether you watched it live or on in audio format on the podcast. Uh, this week's episode. So here we are. Um, we are going to talk about dropping the ball on sales leads. That's my that's my marketing e title to it. Um, but but you had a great insight, and I know we've we've talked about various versions of this, uh, or touched on it a few times over the, you know, since the beginning of the show. But it's about following up, right? And you were giving the example that a whole bunch of people had reached out to you on LinkedIn recently, and some of them might be interesting, but you know you don't have time. You're a busy executive of your own company, and. A lot of people are not following up with you, and therefore their potential deals are falling through the cracks. That's the setup for the show. That's a um, great setup. <laughs> so, like, why, 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 why don't we set? Why don't we follow up with people? And you're right. We spend so much time trying to find these leads on LinkedIn and and marketing, spending all this money generating leads, and and um, then sales sends one email, and then that's it. It's interesting. Okay, so I have a theory on this, and, and I want your opinion on my theory. But, yeah. you know, I think as human beings, the last thing we want to be is seen as spammers or, or pain in the ass, right? Right. And I think what happens when you send out an email is you imagine your client on the other side, you know, totally concentrated on that email, and it's all he's reading, and and he's making a conscious or she's making a conscious decision to say, you know, this guy's out or this guy's in or this girl's in or this guy or girl's out. It's like, you know, they, they, and if they don't respond, you imagine them going, oh, what is this stupidity? You know, I'm just going to put it in the trash. And I think all salespeople have a little bit of this. We all right. like, I don't, I don't care how senior you are or if you're Victor Antonio or if you're, you know, uh, the, the, the best sales coach in the world, we all get that little bit. Oh, was that a good email? Was that a bad email? Was that a good LinkedIn message or bad? So, I think when you send it, or when I and I realize this as a sales guy on the other side, I'm going, I kind of half read it. I go, that's kind of interesting. I even wrote back to someone on LinkedIn, yeah, sure, I'd like to hear more. 
they, they didn't even send it. That that's just stupid follow up. But yeah. some people say, okay, yeah, yeah, and then then they send me something, and I don't I don't follow up as quickly as I should, and then they give up on me. Mm. It, it's it's it. The other analogy I want to use, and I know I'm long winded. I always am. The other analogy <laughs> I like to use is. If you walk into a store and, and it's like someone coming up to you, hey, can I help you? And you're going, oh, I'm not too sure. I'm kind of looking around. And if the person just walked away and never came back, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, exactly. And and I was, you know, I've I've signed up for 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 a program available to to HubSpot partners, which is like their pipeline generation bootcamp. It's an intensive eight week program. And and in there, their their sales coach or whatever you want to call him. He says, like, part of it is also that that's exactly what you said, right? Is that, you know, we have the vision that, that you know, somebody's getting our email. I'm getting super frustrated. Why? Because, like, we've gotten sales calls and we've gotten sales emails and we're like, this is stupid and this annoys me. And, and we just don't want to be that person. We don't want to be the annoying person that sends a shitty email that's too bothersome, um, that's too bothersome. And, and I think that's that's really ultimately what what it, most of the time it boils down to. Um, you just don't want to be a shitty salesperson. Yeah, you, a, you, a shitty person, yeah you don't want to be a shitty salesperson. But here's the reality of sales, and you know this because we've been talking about it for forever, um, is that a salesperson, when they reach out, when they make cold calls, you know, you've done them yourself, you've written emails, you're not going to get a 100% win rate. You know, yeah. which means that, you know, if you're lucky, 10, 15, 20, 30 percent of the people are going to respond positively, but the other 70 percent, which is the majority, 70 mm -hmm. and 90 percent, are just going to flush you. But you have yeah. to decide when to disqualify or when to go for that low hanging fruit, right? So yeah. if you're just making one call and giving up, well, you know, your closing ratio is going to be even lower. Mm. So it's sort of to say to yourself, okay, how many emails am I going to do and what follow up am I going to do? I also get the impression. In, in particular in LinkedIn marketing, uh, in LinkedIn marketing, this happens a lot in LinkedIn, they'll send you a, a, an email and they don't have a proper follow-up strategy. You know, mm -hmm. whoever they're using, you know, WeConnect or whatever, they have this, this strategy, it's probably automated. They go back and they sort of drop it out. Maybe they're disqualifying me, but you know, if they are, okay, if it's a conscious decision, fine. It, it's, it's okay, you know, I didn't respond quickly enough. They have a lot of interest right away and they sort of say, okay, you know, this Lafleur guy, he's kind of wishy-washy. He's second tier or third tier, and that's okay. But just be aware of what you're doing and that, you know, how, what is the process, what is the procedure for you to eventually disqualify? Because let's be honest, in sales, you're, if you're doing cold call sales or even warm call sales or lead generation, you know, coming from lead generation that is not super qualified, you're probably going to end up disqualifying a majority of the leads that come in, you know? Um, and if, if yeah. that's the case, then you need to know what your process is so that you're making the decision and, and you're not doing it in fear because you're hiding under your desk because you're afraid someone's going to think you're a spammer, right? Right. And, and you know, to touch on the, the LinkedIn automation, I mean, I haven't tested it in a while, but, you know, one of the big issues that I saw when I did test it was that LinkedIn's inbox is not meant really for massive amounts of inbound mail, right? So... Uh, what happens is they, they launch these automated automated campaigns and they're getting replies right from from everybody from maybe not everybody like obviously not everybody but a whole bunch of people and then you know LinkedIn's inbox is not meant to gen to to manage hundreds or thousands of replies in one shot right and so 
you kind of turn it on and then you look at it and then you're like, man, where do I start with these thousands of replies? And obviously somebody's going to fall through the cracks. Right. And so, um, you know, there's, and, and brings me kind of a bit to, to that second part, which is like, you need a process, you know, I think what you need to do, if you're going to, especially if you go into this automation game, whether it's email automation or LinkedIn automation or whatever, you need a good process, right? Because that's what happens is like, you'll get all these replies, and then you don't have time to follow up. So what's the point? You've invested X thousand to do this, and then you're just decreasing your ROI just because you're not doing anything with them. Yeah, and and, and so there's two things, right? Is it because your 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 mechanism, your your uh, your automation mechanism, is not properly tuned, or are you just really fearful of following up? Because the other thing too is some people. And, and you've heard this from the past. So let's say we're talking about the good old traditional cold call, you know, picking up the phone. You know, you've connected with the person on LinkedIn or you've tried to, you've done everything you can, you've gone on their website, you, you've downloaded as much information as you can about the person that you're calling and you've decided this is a good prospect. You know, they have the right size company, they, they use, you know, products of my competitors, um, you know, they're in my, they're in my region, uh, they're the, you know, I have a lot of competitors that, or they, they have a lot, I have a lot of clients that are similar to them. So, you know, you decide all this and you make a phone call and then you just give up, right? Mm. You can leave a message. If you leave a message, you know, you, you might have to leave three, four, five, six messages. And you might, there's a statistic out there that it takes, you know, it varies, but it takes from like five to 15 calls to get through to someone for the first time. Right. Well, is it because you're being a spammer? No, you're calling a receptionist, he's not there, blah, blah, blah. You might not leave a message every time. So you need to have that strategy built in and saying, look, if this is really a pre well-qualified lead, well, then you want to make sure that you're, you're going through with it and that you, know, you might sporadically call. The person might be super busy. I've had people say, oh, I tried calling you a few times and, and I, I, I've taken some messages. Oh, I feel bad, I can't call this person back. Meanwhile, on the other side, they're thinking, oh, I'm spamming him. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, if, if you have a business number out there, it's made to be called. And if they don't answer, it's fine. You just have to have a smart strategy. But don't give up and don't think of yourself as a spammer. Yeah. One last thing for me, and then I'll let you answer. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> think about it. If you really believe in what you are selling or the product that you're going to be installing or, or using or whatever it is, if you really believe it's going to help, your client, then your consistency, your your tenacity, your 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 your, your capacity to stay with it mm. is going to help them eventually. It's not going to hurt them. It's not just about selling something. Now, if you're just a peddler of some shitty product or some city service, then yeah, you should feel bad because you're just a peddler. But yeah. if you're really going to help the person, well, then you're just you're being consistent because you know it's going to help them. So. Right. Right, exactly, and so, and I think that's a good segue to what I was, what I had on my mind, which is like that's where your, you know, certain sales automation tools, whether it's outreach or whether it's you know like like HubSpot sales sequences, is that it it, it gives you the structure to follow up the right number of time, right? And so you can you add your your lead, you know, like Paul as your lead, and then step one is make a call, right? Then step yeah. two is maybe send an email, then step three, another call, and four, another call. Yeah. And so it, it kind of takes away the guessing game and 
you know, it, it works on a few different levels, right? Because you're also accountable. Like your 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 manager can go in and say like why why you have a whole, so many stuff, so many things stuck at one step, and so on and so forth. So I think I think that's where a good place where where tools can actually help the salesperson do a better job. And uh, because it, that's it. it, it's just there for you. Like the reminders are already all set up. Uh, but it's also then setting up your process, right? I was talking to a a lead yesterday, and you know he's going on vacation, so so we're not going to have a next meeting until a month from now. Um, but I but I said I'd call him like next week just to see where because he was having an internal meeting. And well, first thing I did is I went to my CRM and I added a task for myself to call for next week, right? It's like, yeah. or go to your Google Calendar or whatever, you know, whatever works for you. Um, but it's also building in that process that the second you say, I'm going to follow up, you put a oh, note exactly. somewhere, post that's it. the key fact because there's two sides to it, right? There's the human being, which doesn't like to be rejected. As a human being, if you're making calls, you don't like to be rejected. So if, and you said it's brilliant what you said. If you establish that process, you say, okay, I'm going to call five times. I'm going to leave five messages, and then I'm going to call another, whatever it might be. I'm making this up, you know, and, and, and I'm going to send three emails, and I'm going to send four LinkedIn messages because, you know, you're in that type of niche industry where it's really hard to reach someone, but you know that you have a product that can make a difference. Well, mm. if you write down that process, at the end of every call, instead of going, oh, again, you, you've said to yourself, this might take up to 15 times. Yeah. You know, if you're trying to uh, if you're trying to sell some special service to a government office, a leader, you know, maybe there's a process and you know, okay, I've done this before. I've looked at my numbers, I've looked at the process on average. You so then you're just doing it. You're, you're not you're not feeling horrible every time you hang up. You're saying it's part of the deal. It's part of the yeah. process. It's going to take me an hour of phone calls without talking to the person before I actually reach them or or a certain kind of email, or I'm going to have to mail them something in the mail, or whatever it might be, to, before I manage to, to get through to this person. And I think if you do that, like you just said, if you establish that process, then you have a winning strategy. But follow your process. Yeah. Follow your process, because if you don't, you're setting yourself for failure. You're selling yourself. Selling. Exactly. And, and, and then it's, it, then it, I find, I mean, for me, but for a lot of people, I think for a lot of people I spoke to, like having a process then frees you up to like think of different things, like, uh, you know, like obviously connecting on different platforms, there's LinkedIn, but I mean, sometimes if it's a good fit lead and you some, notice something they said online, you know, sending them a book or like, it, it, because you have that process set up, you can then be creative and think of different things to just stand out and reach out as well. Yeah, yeah, and in the B two B world, you know that's that's you know ninety nine percent of what we're talking about is a B two B world. There, there's a there's a true reality that you have to be aware of, and you have to calculate those numbers. You have to tell yourself what are my statistics in my industry. What mm. does what kind of reach out in the successful times that I've had from a cold start? What has it taken for me to get there from cold start to close? Mm -hmm. Not not the ref, not the referral from your best friend's father who's doing the bits, but really you know cold start, warm start, you know referral. So you really know that reality, right? Yeah, and, and you're completely right. I think that's the uh, then you can develop your own benchmarks. You know, like if you're a younger, if you're a smaller company, or if you never looked at the benchmarks, or your CRM's not set up to, for you to to measure that. Like maybe you can start with general industry trends, but then as as a company matures and as you get better at logging all your activities, you can start seeing 
how long it actually takes you. So then you could be like, okay, well, on average, it takes us 12 connection attempts. So you could say like at the 10, 13, that's it, we're done. Uh, on average, this person is not going to get back to us. And that's where working with us with your marketing team works as well, right? Because you can your marketing team can help you um, expand your reach, right? Whether it's through, you know, targeting camp, ad targeting campaigns, or, you know, like maybe some newsletters with some special like call to actions or, or whatnot. And so, uh, because some people might take 50, 53 times to reach out to them, right? Because when you were trying, when you first started out, they were just, they weren't there yet. Yeah. Um, and so that's where the, the synergy between the, the sales and marketing starts making sense. I, I, I totally agree. That's why we work together. <laughs> All right. Do you have so, anything else to add? Uh, I, what I'd like to do, and I'm not sure what Fab and I will talk about this. I'm saying this live, but maybe we'll, um, maybe eventually we'll come back with really a tactical way of figuring this out because I think there's some real good tools out there. Not, you know, of course, so there's, there's a CRM you're using, whether you're automating or not, but how to figure out, I mean, it's quite simple, but really how to calculate and figure out your own numbers you yeah. know, in, in those three categories, you know, referrals, <laughs> warm, and then cold. You yeah. know, what's the process? So um, if anyone yeah, has any that'd, that'd be interesting. probably requires a little prep, but I think we could do something, we could yeah. do something fun with that. Yeah. Um, and and I had a good idea for next week because maybe we're on a trend of teasing Woo! next episode. I uh, I landed on an interesting post, and so I've, I've decided to name next week's episode is "Why Are Marketing Leads So Shitty." <laughs> okay, I'm anxious to hear. I'm anxious to hear why why marketing leads are so shitty. <laughs> is that, is that, is that sales talking to marketing, or is that a general statement? <laughs> right. the, the post I saw was actually a marketer talking to marketers. All right. Um, okay. I like that. I like that. Yeah. You know, sales are always complaining. Well, your leads are good. You know, sales wants the lead to be closed before you call them. <laughs> there, there is some of that in, in at play, but there's also a lot of stuff that marketers need to take into account, and and business leaders need to be more aware of. I think I think there's a there's a Panoply, <laughs> a variety of reasons that are inter intermingled that uh, lead to this shitty marketing lead yeah. syndrome. I like I like when you stick in fancy words and you doubt yourself. That was actually a very good panoply. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Paul. Right. Thanks, everyone. Take care. See you next week. <laughs>